Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. I am Greg Koblack from Fruper High School, and in this episode, we continue our conversation with junior student Olivia Ward. We're going to pick up right where we left off in the last episode. If you've not listened to part one, I suggest you might benefit from listening to that part first. Enjoy. There's been over 200 episodes of the Share yeah. Share podcast. There are different schools all over uh, Europe and North America even. Wow, yeah. And uh, probably the most reoccurring theme that, theme that comes up with teenagers is that uh, they talk about anxiety. Yeah. Right? And hearing you talk in passion and you're brave enough to go on stage <laughs> on a spotlight in front of people, uh, you might not think that uh, that you would struggle with that or totally. have any issues. But oh, yeah. I remember one day in class yeah. <laughs> noticing you sitting in the front or near the front and your leg was kind of like shaking back and oh, forth yeah. <laughs> and tapping. And I kind of asked, like, are you okay? Like, what's what's going uh-huh. on with your leg? And and you said something about, like, you're just kind of nervous sometimes, a little bit anxious. So what yeah. um, can you tell us a little bit about that part of your uh, Totally. Life? So back to me being dramatic when I was younger, I would throw these tantrums. And these tantrums would be all night. I would cry and scream, and my parents had no idea what to do. So come to find out, when I was about seven or eight, I was uh, clinically diagnosed with anxiety. So they went through a few options with me. I could get on some medicine at a young age, or I could just try to tough it out. So my parents decided to put me on some medicine, so I actually take sertraline. It's a antidepressant um, social anxiety, you know. So with anxiety, so there... you've been taking this since you were younger? Since I was younger. And since, you still do today? And I still do today. Okay. So with anxiety can come a lot of different types of anxiety. So I have severe phobia anxiety. Now, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I have the biggest phobia of puke. Throw up. It's the weirdest thing, isn't it? Like, I like what in the world? Puke? Well, we all are scared yes, of that. Let me just point exactly, that out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a logical yes. phobia. <laughs> so I have a fear of things that I cannot control. Dying, puke. So you may look at me in class and you see me, you know, talking, doing whatever, but inside, not just your class, any class, any time of the day, I'm scared that I'm going to throw up. Is the person behind me going to throw up? Am I going to throw up? Is the person next to me going to throw up? Is the person in the hallway going to throw up? Does that mean I'm going to throw up? And my parents would tell me, Olivia, what's going to happen if you throw up? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I throw up, but I have this, it's the anticipation, the anxiety that I'm going to throw up. I won't go on roller coasters or I won't go to amusement parks because I'm scared to watch someone throw up or that I'm going to throw up. I know, right? I, so, so I think that there's a lot of people that have you know something like that in their mind. Yeah. It is so uh, interesting that you have a, a visual that you could express it so clearly. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think a lot of people have that internal anxiety mm-hmm. about stuff. But, uh, but you have one particular one thing. One particular. And it's the weirdest thing. And so obviously I get anxiety about other things, but mostly it's puke. And so it's the weirdest thing. And so um, this is a little bit like graphic, but a way to describe anxiety is if someone was holding a gun to your head 24-7. You are in this fight or flight mode where your body cannot control. Like you're always scared. Something's going to happen. Something bad going to happen. So I am in this constant panic. So in class, I tap my leg. I talk to the person next to me because it calms me. It distracts me from what – it distracts me from what I'm going to throw up, you know? 
And what, what other coping mechanisms have you learned? So I've also learned to draw. I like to drink water because like when you feel you're going to throw up, like you start to like, your mind is your worst enemy. First of all, your mind is your worst enemy. If you say I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. You're going to throw up. So in class, I'll be like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. So my body starts to like, like, you know, get super tense and stuff. So I drink water to calm myself. I also, um, this is not really, in class thing, I had this breathing technique. I had this app and it helps me like breathe to make sure that I'm like, you know, calming myself. And um, you know, like I said, I get anxiety about some other things, but that's really what it is. And also another coping is that I have a best friend of 13 years. She's like well, my- Who's that? My best friend, Brielle, Brielle Kolbeck. She is like my favorite person in the whole wide world. Other than my brother. I love my brother. He's another coping mechanism. But I will call her. I'll be like, hey, what's up? You know, we just talk. And she's like, totally. You know, we just talk. I laugh it out. I have a boyfriend, Cody Matus, who he's amazing. He will, you know, sometimes be like, live, you know, it's okay. It's not that bad. Sometimes, like, when we had classes together, he'd sit with me. And then he'd be like, you're okay. It's okay. Like, nothing bad's going to happen. Um, a little bit of more of, like a, like, a hard thing to talk about is that I, you look at me, but sometimes I have these nights where I just have these worst panics. Like there has been nights, like maybe a couple weeks ago where I will scream and cry like a child. And like my mom has literally been holding me down. Like, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. You know? And then I wake up and I go to school the next morning and I smile, you know, and you act like, you know, you see people, but you don't know what's going on behind them, especially with this podcast, you know, learning people's lives. You know, you see me in the hallways, but you don't know that whole night I've been crying with my mom, you know? And let me say that that this is one of the main goals of the Share Chair podcast yeah. is that we, we hear each other's stories and then maybe, you know, we'll learn and be more patient and have more empathy yeah. as we uh, encounter other people. Right. And, yeah. and so uh, so I'm glad that you're aware, you know, aware yeah. of that and, and you give it a good example. Definitely. So. And that's why I always try to if I'm mad at someone or if I dislike someone, I think what's going on in their life, because I know that I struggle with things in my life. You know, like I said, like there's been nights where I literally, um, I would just like cry my eyes out and, you know, someone's really just having to hug me the whole time. And then when I see someone crying in class, you know, people's immediate reactions are like, oh my God, what's wrong with them? And I'm like, you know, I go through that. Oh, no, like literally what's yeah. wrong with them instead yeah. of judging what's wrong with what's them. Wrong with them? Like, what, <laughs> what's wrong with them? And I feel it's such an important thing to like talk about anxiety and stuff like that because there's this mental health stigma that people who have mental illnesses are crazy. They're wrong. There's something's wrong with them. And I'll be honest, if you hear the word mental illness, I think that's crazy. Like you're crazy, but I deal with it. I don't think I'm crazy. I think I'm perfectly normal, but you being a chemistry teacher, it's a chemical imbalance. You can't, there's something in my brain that I just can't fix, you know? And that doesn't mean that there's something totally wrong with me. There's something a little bit wrong with my brain, but that doesn't mean I'm any less of a person. And that doesn't mean the person who has depression behind me is any less of a person. And, you know. Do you think that your acting skills <laughs> help you hide some of that better than most people? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Let me connect another thing. Yeah. Do you have the anxiety issues when you're acting? No. And so you are in such a comfortable level yeah. when you're rehearsing and when you're performing that you don't have the same anxiety issues. No. You don't, you're not thinking about uh, no. puking uh -uh. Uh, when you're uh, teaching in the summer program exactly. or performing. 
Isn't that interesting that, uh, that yeah. it's such a wonderful spot that you, you know, where you're supposed to be that it physically changes how your body works. Oh, yeah. That's amazing to me. And, and I'm really glad to hear that because yeah. I'm sad to know that you and students struggle with that mm-hmm. as much as it happens. But if you can have some breaks from it. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's, it's uh, so great. That's fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad to hear that part at least. So no, yeah. So so you so you have the medicine that helps a little bit, mm-hmm. and you have the coping mechanisms, and uh, uh, and it sounds like you've, you've uh, it's been you know a good chunk of your life. Oh yeah, and, it's uh, definitely been. Yeah, I don't think you have to look far in your family or in your school oh, no. or in your community. Where, well, you know, people that that struggle with the same thing. And uh, again, it's a, it's a really big reoccurring theme that comes up in the Share Share podcast. And no, I think totally. you've, uh, you've um, you know, very you know clearly painted a picture of what that's like, and I hope yeah. that, can, that can help a lot of a lot of people. I really hope it does because, like I said, it would just be it makes me so upset to think that people are still going through this without any help. And I always, I never want to be like nosy, but if someone's not feeling, I'm always like, hey, what's up? Like I can I can try and help you my to my best ability. Cause I've been through it, you know, and I just think it's something, like I said, I think we need to stop the stigma that something's wrong with those people because it's not, you know, and I just, yeah, I think this is great that we can just end this. Well, you speak uh, like much more, uh, much more wisdom than a 16 year old typically does. So I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed so. All right. Uh, so Olivia, you're involved with some other things around school. I know mostly in the yeah. theater stuff and, um, uh, one of the reasons we're recording this in uh, the early part of November, and mm-hmm. one of the projects that's coming up is with Mrs. Wojciechowski. Now, yeah. uh, those of you that don't know Mrs. Wojciechowski, the teacher at uh, Fruitport High School, is like she is a uh, one of the world <laughs> leaders in our country in teaching about uh, human genocide, yeah, right? and a special emphasis on the Holocaust. She's even. Uh, teaches her, uh, created a class that we offer at that school. Yep. Are you in that class by any chance? Um, I am not. You're not. Okay. No. So you just kind of got hooked up with Mrs. Woja House. Yes. Um, for this project where um, we're going to be, uh, I don't know, kind of like educating about uh-huh. the, uh, about the Holocaust. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about what that is and what your involvement is with this project? Totally. So the Center for Holocaust and Genocide Studies on Muskegon is doing a program where we are speaking on um, Crystal Notch, so the Night of Broken Glass. Wait, wait, we'll say that again? Crystal Notch. Crystal Notch, and it means, that's a German word? Yes. For the Night of Broken Glass. And okay. I, what is that? So, so the Holocaust, you know, we talk about you know, World War II and prosecution of Jews and... Let me point out that it wasn't just Jews. No, 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 yes. As a proud Polish-American, I know that uh, the Poles and other Slavics were, you know, persecuted and killed too. So uh, just this morning, I got invited to be part of it. And so there's different people that were going to do like a a read-through. Yes. And there's some historical part to it. Um, I'm not 100% sure uh, the history of that. And because of the COVID pandemic, instead of performing it live and on stage, as everybody's re- uh, recording it separately, and then right. they're going to piece it together and put it on YouTube or something. Yes. And are you involved with the with the reading some of the lines? I am actually. So a little preference before this, I was actually in a play about a couple years ago called um, "I Never Saw Another Butterfly." So this was put on by the Galana um, Fund. So this was... What's that? So actually, there is these. Um, there is this person 
who uh, puts on plays on town, who does, his name is Rabbi Alpert. So him and his wife, um, they had a daughter named Galana. They are part of like the Jewish community. And I think if I'm wrong, they have a temple um, downtown Muskegon. And so like a, yeah, like a, a Jewish synagogue. A synagogue, synagogue correct. In West Michigan in Muskegon. Yes. Okay. And they put on plays in her honor. She passed away, their daughter passed away, and they put on plays in her honor. In that play, I Never Saw Another Butterfly, it is about this girl named Raya who goes through the camps and she meets this teacher. And um, correctly, this, this signifies about a butterfly. Um, long story short, I was in the play. And I met a lot of amazing people. And Miss Wojo actually knows a lot of people connected with that play. So I was actually involved in something with the Holocaust Remembrance and the Genocide Studies before this. So that was, this was such a great, another great opportunity for me. Um, so yes, I'm involved in some of the reading of that. And yeah, it's very cool. So it's after it's going to be followed by an answer, you know, question answer session with Dr. Karen Shaw with students and the community. So it's, yeah, it's So maybe, cool. uh, um, you know, we'll record a little bit uh, at the end of this where, uh, you know, someone that's listening that wanted to see this performance because people can see it on tape, right? Yeah, on, yeah. on the road. And um, uh, yeah, it's, so it's a dramatic reading uh, from uh, going over some of the dates from the 1930s yep. where, uh, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, just how the Nazis' uh, propaganda uh, turned into actions. Right? Yeah, that was a uh, you know a, a, you know negative towards the Jews, of course. So uh-huh. um, good. So oh, well, that's cool that you're involved with that. And, yeah, um, and uh, it's something that is important that uh, people are learning about. Definitely, so. I think it's yeah. Well, Olivia, I've had a wonderful time. Thank this was you. so fun chatting with you. Um, but we end all of our podcast with the same question: Is uh, what advice would you have to share uh, with the listeners? So it could be your best advice or whatever. But what 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 what, what, what do you want to share with uh, our listeners? Okay, so to start off, there is a quote by John Bon Jovi that I love, and it says, "Nothing is as important as passion. No matter what you do with your life, be passionate." And I know I touched on this earlier, but I wish. For everyone to find a passion, to be passionate about something, someone, anything, because when you're passionate, you put your heart with something. And I feel this world needs a lot more of heart and love just in general. So when everyone's happy and doing what they love and supporting others for what they love, I think that the world would just be a little bit of a better place, you know, and just be yourself, be confident, be who you are and, you know, do what you love to do. As I found what I love to do, I love to support others for what they love to do. No matter if it's, you know, math, sports, science, anything, just do what you love to do. Be who you are. And, and you can't. And do it with passion. And do it with passion, you know. And you can't. With high school, it's so hard, you know, to do what you love and feel, oh, they're going to judge me. They're going to do this. And I've come to learn just to be yourself and people will love you for who you are. People are attracted to confidence. People are attracted to people who love, you know, who are happy and love to do what they love to do, you know? So you said a couple things. I'm trying to combine it. It almost sounds like you're saying, like, be yourself with passion. With passion. That's, a, that's amazing. I don't know if I've ever heard that phrase Absolutely. before. Be yourself with passion. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I got to say that uh, I don't think anybody listening and definitely me watching you would ever doubt the passion that you have for what you do, <laughs> you. theater and other things. And uh, ah, so what a pleasure uh, Thank you. to spend uh, some time chatting with you. Thanks yeah. so much for coming oh in gosh. and yeah, totally. being part so of the Share Chair podcast. Earlier in this podcast, you heard Olivia and I talking about a Holocaust remembrance event coming up. You can view this dramatic performance of Kristallnacht at the Center for Holocaust and Genocide Studies of Muskegon. Their website is www.chgs-muskegon.org. And the Facebook page, you can see it there too. Look for Center for Holocaust and Genocide Studies Muskegon. The production will be available in early December, and I suggest it will be well worth your time to check it out. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shared Chair Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.